Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Norik. That's cool. You already know. And this is the Sound Flick Podcast. Episode 36, Rise of the Scores slash Soundtracks. Yeah, we'll be touching on both. Yes, yes, The differences and what they bring to the table for movies. All the good stuff. This is where we talk about music and movies and everything in between, how they're related and how they differ and how a lot of stuff that happens in the music business also happens in the movie business. Yep. And all of it is art, and it's really, really uh, interesting. So we're going to talk about all of that today. I have my wonderful co-stars with me. You already know them guys to my left. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Young Sincere. He Ace almost Sincere. forgot his name. <laughs> Did you forget your name? <laughs> I go by so many nicknames. I got Young Flacco. I got Young Cine. I got Freddie Flacco. You gotta stick with one, bro. You for I don't know what it is, bro. It's so, it's so much money to be made with these nicknames, bro. I'm just waiting on the Freddie Flautas sweater. Like, That'd be fire. Yeah. That'd be hard. I could open up a Freddie's Flautas Flauta shop. Yeah, I guess right. I'm fine. I feel like that's just too much work. No, it's not, though. Do you really want to take that on? It's a lot of ideas down. there, boy. I feel like I'm that's, cool with that's it. not the thing. <laughs> And then I have to my upper left-hand corner, uh, <laughs> to my northwest section. Skywalker Mike here, as usual. The low-end guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, today, yeah. We're Very be special episode. About, yeah, it is a special episode. We have a guest in the building today. Brum, 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 brum. Um, so he's going to be coming. You see, you already know. <laughs> if, if, you, if you follow the podcast and you are part of the community, just that alone, you already know who's here. So it's going to be awesome. Boy. Um, just for the formal, formal introduction, we have none other than Inland Empire's own Cam Gnarly. What up, what up? Cam Gnarly. Hey. I'm in here. Your boy. Shout yes, out to the yes, podcast. Yes. Shout out to my bros. Shout out to the homies. Cam Gnarly here. Rat Habits in here. Let's go. Yep. Hey. Let's go. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling really good. Um, 2020's been crazy, but, you know, I've been making it through. I feel it's been very beneficial. So, absolutely. Absolutely. This br- these last two months of... Been frozen, <clears throat> breezing by, frozen. I almost said frozen, <clears throat> breezing like, by. Like, yeah, they have been going. Like they've been going by. by fast. Is that what you're trying to say? Expeditiously. Expeditiously. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Okay. Expeditiously. Right. Clark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cam, you've been a, a super supporter of the podcast. So yes. We're super happy to have yeah. you on here um, for episode 36. Um, it's it's gonna be great. I know that you also watch a lot of movies as well. I'm a big movie head. All I, if I'm not making music on my laptop, I'm usually on my bootleg websites watching yeah. movies and TV. Nice. Oh, so you don't all. support the movie community? I no, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. <laughs> I, I remember one time I went to his house and we were working on something, and he put on it was a Guy Ritchie movie. What was it? The The Gentleman. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, he put the gentleman. It, in and I was it, like, it probably had been out for like, yeah. <laughs> like a week. Yeah, it was like, only a it? week. I was like, damn, you already watching this on your TV? That's crazy. Well, that's Skywalker Mike's favorite movie of 2020. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a for, really. He put me onto it. I, I slept forgot on that it the first movie time. came out this year. Yeah, it was, uh, it was at the top of the year, like January yeah. when it came yeah, out. So. I slept on. it. I just recently rewatched it, and it's good to see uh, Matthew McConaughey in that kind of vibe. He doesn't yeah, do that very much. Yeah, for real. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched. I mean, True Detective. Yes. Oh, you watch True Detective? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh yeah. Well, he's yeah. in Matthew no, McConaughey's in that, it's and a, he's same kind of like darker. It's energy, a show or so. movie. It's, it's a, a HBO it's show. A, it's a show, and basically oh, I every love HBO season, shows. every season, it's it's like a different cast. Yeah. But, you know, so it's like a different detective, basically. So like yeah, they've had time. they've had Matthew McConaughey be one. They had one with with uh was it Vince Vaughn? Yeah, Vince Vaughn was in season two. Was in season two. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. 
It was it was, it was dope though. He was another guy who's like really like you like him when he's funny and charming, but it's dope to see him go dark. Yeah, yeah in so. a serious role. They need to get Adam Sandler in there then. That would be dope. I would love to see Adam Sandler do yeah. the dark. Who film. they have there was there was a black detective. One of them, but I forgot the like the actor. I don't know if it was um I feel like it's uh, uh it's uh Isn't the dude who's about to be Blade? It's not him? Yes, yeah, Marshall right? Ali. Yeah. Yes, he was he was one of them too, and that was like starting to his rise. I was thinking of the rise. old blade. Oh, uh, Wesley! Wesley! <laughs> I wish. I wish. Oh God, Wesley on there like, would be Wesley's crazy. Nice. That's where my movie love really started from. I used to watch a lot of uh, Spike Lee films, mm, and okay. like you okay. know that whole collegiate group of yeah. of people in all yeah. those movies. Like yeah. I grew up watching all of that. Like. So I just love movies. I love TV. Like that's oh, awesome. I'm a I'm an internet head. Like I really know yeah. how to use the internet and pop culture and all that. Like awesome. that's just a part of me. Well, we're definitely gonna be uh diving deeper into into what um what kind of movies you like and what are the things that that you do as far as um being an artist and a movie head. And we are also gonna be talking about um music soundtracks that have really impacted movies and and the the composers that have done it that mm. dabble in both music and dabble in movies. You know, there's a lot of classical composers um, and a lot of uh, composers that maybe come from a jazz background or from uh, a rock and roll background. Recently, more hip-hop background. That's what I was yeah. just going to say. Recently, we have more hip-hop background composers yeah. that are making these soundtracks. Mm. And I think it's really adding to um, grabbing the musical audience that like normally wouldn't see some of these movies. And bringing them to actually check out these movies. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest proponents of that is Ludwig Göransson, who has composed <clears throat> movies like Black Panther, movies mm -hmm. like Tenet. Um, Recently, he's doing um, uh, The Mandalorian. He does all the music for The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, also uh, a few other movies that I didn't really know. Um, like uh, Central Intelligence, the one with Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, oh he did that. He really? did that one. Um, he also did Thirty Minutes or Less. Oh wow, oh, that's yeah. a classic. So wow. I like that one. So those... that's uh, that's Aziz and Jesse Eisenberg, right? Yes, that one is comedy, man. That one wow. is too comedy. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> What's the bomb code? Try six nine six nine. It's not going to be six nine. <laughs> Six, nine, I'm six, the reason six, your six, mom. Was <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. No, but um, yeah. When I found out he did those, I was like, wow, those movies weren't even like big scale movies, you know, yeah. like, or even when it came out in theaters, right. like not everybody was running to go see them. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. I guess that he was just kind of trying to build his, his portfolio. And right. then the one that really launched him was the Black Panther soundtrack. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that soundtrack or the score really made the movie. Yes. The score even yeah. made the soundtrack because some of the sounds. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 it was vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So It was really him taking and and i feel like that composers do this but for some reason when you're more in the hip-hop space i think sampling is something that is innate in mm -hmm. you um from coming from a hip-hop background so you're more likely to to take something authentic or find like where the mm -hmm. authenticity is right and then take that and like mix it in a way <clears throat> that that brings it to current ears. Right. Yeah, so definitely. him going out and saying like oh, I'm going to get these African instruments, like I'm going to get this like this yeah. singer who's like from this tribe who's just yelling out, but I'm going to put a microphone to him, record this and then yeah. mix it is just it's an Yeah, if I remember yeah. he he went to a lot of the tribes like you mentioned and really was trying to make it authentic and not just Find a bunch of not just find these samples, not just find preloaded sounds, exactly and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Because 
I mean, it would the movie probably still would have been good, but it, the the way the score really launches the movie and makes it like epic, yes, right, is what I liked a lot and because what I, I like about him. I don't think that we've heard epic African music like that, and he's not even no. an African American himself. But no. just having the wherewithal to be like, mm-hmm. this is what it needs, is I feel like other composers would have been like, all right, well, I'm gonna just make some superhero epic type of him. type of sound, but it. it it takes you out of the world, you know, and you didn't, you don't really realize that when that's your only option. But then now that you've gotten this option, it's like, oh, I'm like in this. This is like mm-hmm. jungle tribal epic music, yeah. and and it just made all the difference. I think it definitely opens up a world for for people now that are just producing and didn't know that they can probably jump into the movie world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's been a thing for a long time. Um, another person we're kind of kind of going to tap into is uh, Pharrell, who probably which, laid laid the groundwork honestly yeah, for right. for hip hop producers to get involved in the movie world. Yeah. So what was the first movie he scored? Um, I believe that the first movie he scored was Despicable Me. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah because mistaken. so Pharrell did all this Despicable Me movies, but then he was also there as like a um. What's the word? Consultant. Consultant for other Illumination films. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think there's what other Illumination film where, I mean, yeah, like uh, he helps Tyler the creator. He helped Tyler. Right? So he helped Tyler. He he plugged Tyler to score the, the Grinch. Grinch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he had his foot in the door there with Tyler working yeah. on that. So when Tyler was like, oh, like when you use it for like Despicable Me, when you use like these types of sounds, like how did you go about it? Or like, you know what I mean? So because Tyler has his own EP. Of the, yeah, Grinch. the Grinch. Yeah, I, I've heard it before. Well, and Pharrell also did Dope, the movie he did. Dope. He did, uh, Dope. he did. The soundtrack is. Um, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that that he did the soundtrack for Dope. Also, was like very heavily involved as as like one of the producers mm-hmm. and made sure yeah. that all the sounds were were good. And that to me is like a new Spike Lee. You know, without like the director, without directing, eye. Yeah, yeah, without directing, it's like yeah. that kind of influence from from our culture, from hip hop culture. Is just so needed, and I feel like someone, if you do it well enough, someone like Christopher Nolan is going to like pull you yeah. and say, "Hey, Ludwig, like we need you for Tenet. Oh, yes. Like this is going to be yeah, crazy." Yeah, another another two movies that I, I forgot to mention that are actually bigger movies. Uh, he did both of the two Creed uh, scores, Creed yeah. One and Creed Two, and he did Venom, which is uh, a, a little bit more recent, other than um, yeah, Tenet. He really, dang, I really he like did Creed Venom. That's yeah. like, and I just rewatched like Venom under, yesterday because I was like, I did not know that. So. Yeah, that's really under the radar. And it's it's really cool the score. Like you go back and you watch it and you kind of like try to listen, and it has the Tenet feel, it has the the Mando feel, it has the mm-hmm. Black Panther. Like he really has his own sound. It's super cohesive and yeah. what what he wants yeah. to do with those. I was trying to watch Venom. But it was like thirteen dollars to like rent on Amazon, and yeah, I was just like, that. I, "I found one of those websites that Tell can." You, that's where I watched it. Too. <laughs> now that I know, I'm reaching out to Cam. Hey, like, honestly, where, hey, where the boot? Exactly. I know how to use the internet. But I feel like uh, going back to what you're saying as far as like having a signature sound, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something Pharrell definitely took from music too, from mm-hmm. the from the Neptune, you know that yeah, yes, that yeah. Neptune sound, which mm-hmm. is so signature that as soon as you hear it, you know like, oh, this is a Neptune's because mm-hmm. I uh, Pharrell also did. Um, 
Hidden Figures. He did Hidden Figures yeah. as well. And if you listen to that, it's it's like listening, or if you watch the movie and you hear the music in that, it's like listening to like Despicable Me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's that same bop. Mm-hmm. But it is super signature. Like I remember as I'm listening to it, I was like, oh, okay, clearly Pharrell's yeah. all through this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that signature sound. You know, it's it's so it's so interesting. How important is it for an artist to grab onto that sound with with something that we feel like Music has been done over and over and over again. It's so it seems like it's difficult to establish your own signature sound. Um, and like once you do, it just seems like that you ascend to levels that are right. you know you could do whatever you yeah. want at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, how, a whole world. I mean, how important do you guys think scores are to movies? You know, like like how how different does it make it like or attract you to it? I, th- I mean, I personally feel like that it's a huge part. Yeah. I, th- I think that, that it's something that was overlooked in the past. You know, it was just like, yo, we just kind of need some some music to help drive the scenes. Right. Because I don't know if you guys have, have seen scenes without the music, but like I've yes. seen like YouTube videos without the music. And the scene is just like, you just feel like something's missing. It's like, yeah. right, what what isn't here, you know? One of them that I can think of is a trailer that came out. It got leaked. It was The Mummy. Mm-hmm. trailer and there was like no sound or the sound was off there was no music it was like it's weird it doesn't put you in it doesn't put you in the mood to see it that it doesn't movie. put you in the movie at mm-hmm. all though right like, even when you go to theaters it's like okay this, this just feels awkward you mm-hmm. know sound predates words off top so mm-hmm. even like the oldest vaudevillian movies like you know uh to f- flip back to uh what was that uh uh, the movie when it starts off in Tulsa and mom's just playing on the piano while the oh, movie's playing. You talking about Watchmen? The yeah, show? Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy because they play Future after that. They, exactly, but <laughs> I feel like uh, you know movies in this, in itself couldn't exist without music. So movies yeah. even back then had scores of sound. Yeah, they had. They literally words like you they literally would play the movie, but there would be somebody yeah. playing the piano while yeah. the movie. So it's like yeah, it's, totally. it's really cool. it's vital to have. Well, it's a combination of all art. You know, that's what a movie is. Like, it's literally every piece of art that we have is involved in in movies. Video, photography, dance, um, you know, music, acting, performance art. All of that is is there. And that's what makes movies so amazing. Yeah. So if you, like, if you have every element of that at its maximum, you have an amazing movie. And, like, I I just think it's so interesting, just back to what you were saying, Skywalker, as far as, like, hearing... Um, like how important is it? I think of Mandalorian, you know, like Mandalorian is, is like painting itself as this space Western. I wouldn't feel that unless that like whatever that sound is that they have there. Yeah. Like it just makes it feel like in space, but in space though. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Like this feels like that. Someone can get shot at any time. Yep. Like, and that there's danger around the corner. Yep. And every epi- every it, episode. Yeah. yeah, every single episode. And, and it really it's brings so you in. It's so eerie and it's, it's just so cinematic. I mean, the way I like to describe his sound is like very grandiose. Like, mm. it's just, it's huge. It, it like wraps around you. It's like behind you as well mm-hmm. while you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, it just kind of creeps up on you. It gives you that that feel that there's always something next that's going to happen it, it's always building up or or building down you know yeah. so yeah. i think it's even better when it kind of just 
sews itself into those scenes as well. Yeah. Without even realizing I mean, it. sometimes you don't even realize the music and you're just like super into it. And for me, I, I try to pay attention to the music at all times in Mando. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, mm-hmm. like just something that just grabs me. I mean, to, even to the point where I go to Apple Music and I but look even for, Yeah, you know, but a part of that's because you know who's composing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when Black Panther was being promoted, I felt way more hyped to see it knowing that Ludwig and Kendrick were working on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think when it adds in stuff like that or movies realizing how important the soundtracks are now, yeah. you know, especially Black, pa- Black Panther setting up that, setting up that, that blueprint for it. Are you setting it up right now? That's hard. That shit is hard. It's super tight. So I feel you on that. It's crazy too to see Star Wars like, move away from the classic Star Wars sound, which is John Williams. Oh, man. You know? goat. And he's done movies with um, with Steven Spielberg and uh, George Lucas on uh, some, Indiana Jones. Yeah, some of the biggest movies E.T. Jaws, mm. Schindler's List, mm. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, this dude, John Williams, is the GOAT when yeah. it comes to composing music that makes you feel something. And... um you know, there there's only a few composers that just have a signature like his um, that don't necessarily come from um, a current modern day um, yeah. background. And I feel like that that's what Ludwig is is doing. Yeah. He's like the modern day John Williams where he's from a current generation. You know, John Williams is very classical background, it's very, classical. very cla- like professional composer. He can create symphonies with ease, you know, and then you right. had like the next in line for that was like Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. you know, Hans yeah. Zimmer, where he was Lion King, Lion King, um, what Pirates of the Caribbean, he did Inception too. Inception, did Inception's uh, crazy. You hear the music for the movie even starts, like, yeah, yeah. which is it's which insane. is which is crazy that um, that Christopher Nolan didn't go back to Hans Zimmer to do yeah. Tenet, you know, I think he just recognized, okay, there's a new wave, yes. Of, yeah. of composers that we got to tap into. Yeah, because well, he saw it in yeah. Ludwig. You know, he yeah. was just kind of like, yo, like, because what, what, uh, the other, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if Hans did Batman when Christopher Nolan was doing Batman. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he probably could have. He think, probably did. Because I know he also, he did, he did Man of Steel with Zack Snyder. Right. Okay. And that was awesome. Like, that sounds like he did crazy. Batman then. I feel like he did Batman. I could we we could be wrong if you guys reach out to us correctly. But one thing as well, like using Tenet as an example, if Hans would have did that did that score, that would have been a completely different movie. You yes. know what I mean? Mm. So as far as we know, he could have just consulted Hans, like or put something together to this to see how it looks. And it could have not fit the vision, you know what I mean? And yeah. then Ludwig comes I mean, in. One of the things that made me really excited about Tenet is like I wanted to see it in theaters because I knew Ludwig oh, man. Was, Lude. I knew he was gonna be doing the score. <laughs> And um, I mean, Inception was dope already. Mr. So I was Wink. like, it's going to be in that realm of like sound and visuals. Yeah. So it was like the movie theater's got to be the move for this movie or else it, it just won't feel the same. And when we went to go see that movie, we were supposed to go see it in IMAX. And, you know, we had a little mishap. So we had to downgrade. But even without Even without IMAX, the IMAX speakers, that was Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah. It was nuts. It was dope. So I I've mean, only seen a bad bootleg, so I'm gonna have to ignore. I've only seen a bad, not not just a bootleg, <laughs> not, but yeah. a bad one. Well, I, mean, I got a bad story about it. I went to me and my girl had got like we had an Airbnb situation, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I tried to go to this to see it twice at the drive-in yeah. in um, in Paramount, 
Yeah. And first time I went, some lady who I, I hate to this day led me to the wrong place. She put uh, me in some some Disney movie or something like that. Oh, uh, no. And I should have asked questions. I remember it was on screen two, but I they put me in screen one. I was like, maybe, you know, I'm just following, you know, yeah. maybe she knows something. I don't. Right. And I was at the wrong movie. And then by the time you I realized. You got boxed in and yeah, you couldn't go nowhere. They're like, you just got to leave or you can watch it in the back. I'm like, I ain't trying to watch it in the back. Yeah, that's... And then I came back again the next day and, I, and then it was all sold out, so. Damn. I watched it on a bad bootleg. I I got, I got the gist. I don't blame you though. I mean, Damn. times are different now. Like you can't yeah. just go to the theater, especially some theaters aren't even open. Yeah, you know? so yeah. especially in IE, like it's very very limited. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure. But I mean, going forward, I hope go, going back to Star Wars, I hope they use Ludwig for the next trilogy right. of Star Wars. Because mm. that would be amazing. Because I know John Williams said he's done. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing the worst. I don't know if he's not doing any more scores. He's just retiring or. Well, as he should. I mean, honestly, he did nine Star Wars movies. Like, right. That's a lot. Like, and, that is and a lot. to come up with iconic, like, music. When that, you hear the music, you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like, like you already like, know what movie it is. Like, that Phantom Menace score from episode one is insane. And, like, to be able to just do that all the time, like, I'm sure it's so much prep, so much that you have to come up with that he's like, eh, I'm not doing that no more. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully, Ludwig, and hopefully, they open up the door. I feel like just more. Um, current generation musicians, you know, like people who really, really know music. Going back to like Kendrick right. and TDE, exactly. how they did Black Panther. Exactly, you know? you know, doing something like that where it doesn't, just because you use a hip-hop artist doesn't mean that it has to be rap music, so it's to speak, not at all. you know. And I think that um, that there's two ways to look at it. Like a lot of, um, a lot of uh, movie studios are either finding someone who's just who just transcends what music is right now like a Ludwig or like a Pharrell who can just tap into all these different styles or they're composing all of these different artists together like how they yeah. do with with uh into the Spider-Verse yeah, where that, that well. soundtrack was amazing and you had like a Swaley Post Malone song on there which is still one of the biggest songs one of the biggest the songs right. and um, you know, you had people like Duckworth who wasn't, you know, super popular at the time, but literally getting placed in that song skyrocketed their popularity or in that movie yeah. skyrocketed their their popularity. And when you listen to the actual soundtrack of Into the Spider-Verse, I remember I was banging that like yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. I, I have it saved on my phone. I was like, yo, this is like this is really, really good. So I think it's I think that more movie studios are open to artists bringing their own rap songs or own hip-hop songs because um, all the music that's being composed fits a feeling that they want. And um, you can now get placed in a movie where it really skyrockets your career mm -hmm. yeah. because you created the perfect song in right. order to, to, to fit the feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. One thing yeah. I wanted to bring up, because I know we're talking about how these visuals are bringing in artists, right? Musicians are kind of you know, up that. Yeah. Have you guys seen any, like us, we 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 focus on the music first. Mm -hmm. So like, I love when people bring in big like directors or actors to be a part of their visuals. Mm -hmm. Like how important do you think that is now, especially in this day and age, because everything, like I think people are finally understanding like the importance of cinema along with the visual, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. along with the music. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get your guys' take as well as like. On just artists using more visuals? Yeah, that like, and how like, because like I think music, there's a huge difference between like. Wise? Yeah, because there's a huge difference between like a storyline and just aesthetic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, well, one of the people I can think about that's in the IE is as a uh, director Vic. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's like, I mean, almost every music video. I mean, you've done a music video with him. You've done a music mm -hmm. video with him. Yeah, and he 
like from what I hear, it sounds like he's like, all right, what what do you want it to start off? Yeah, we what had him on. We had him on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we had, about it. Yeah, if you guys want to go back and listen to that. So I mean, it's just cool. He really plans it out. It's not just like let's hit this parking lot. Yeah, right. It's yeah. Just this music yeah. video. After working with him, it's kind of. It kind of sucks to work with other people who are on some like, all right, let's just hit the sparkle lot and yeah, and yeah, because, thinking, yeah. he's like, making them yeah, movies. Yes. in my get opinion. your treatment and, game up, and just yeah. like from from a just a friend perspective, because I've been friends with him for a while. Like we spoke a lot about movies. Like he's a director first, yeah. You know, like I mean, he's just it, he's just doing legit. he's just doing music videos, which is awesome because he understands that. He's in the right space for it now because so many artists are trying to create cinematics around their around their right. music videos. Yeah. It's like let's make this yeah. into a short movie he's, or a short. He's definitely thing. doing it in a reverse order as yeah. opposed to movies. Like movies is like, all right, here's the movie. Now add the music. He's yeah. more like, all right, here's give the, me the music, music. Now give me yeah. the visual. Now, we'll and now let me make a movie around right. this. Because the people I think exactly. that really care about their videos, um, one would be Gambino. Two would yes. be Tyler, and the number three would actually be um, Action Bronson because he takes pride in yeah. his visuals. Yeah. I, I could definitely see Childish Gambino scoring a movie, but I well personally, I don't know about his musical instrumentation prowess. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I could see him being the lead singer or lead artist for for a movie. You know, like him creating the song for the movie, right? But you really have to take an artist that knows instrumentation and composition really, really well and can do it themselves. Like a person that comes to mind right now that, you know, rest in peace. I feel like Mac Miller was going to be on his way to composing movies. I mean, one artist I could think of that's still around that was in the Mac Miller realm uh, was Flying Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done movies himself, his own movies. Um, I've never seen them personally, but... I've seen like trailers and teasers and it's like very interesting to see his music mm-hmm. in a movie, you know? So Absolutely. To see I would I would love to see him score like a whole movie. That would be really fun. That would yeah, be I mean, what, another person that I have mentioned. I want him. Flying Lotus in a horror movie. Him yeah. to score a horror movie would be like crazy. Would you watch it? Nope. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm about to say. I, my, I feel like horror movies need to be taken way more seriously. I'll support it though in the cinematic world. Like, yeah, I want to see. A they horror need better storylines. I want to see. Have you not seen Hereditary? Oh, of course you have. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, is that is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's a twenty. It's an a twenty four film. A twenty four is hidden it right now. With yeah. Oh my movies. god. They're, I mean, Jordan Peele. I feel like I feel like Skywalker is waiting for this moment for like Cam to be here to talk horror movies. So he'd be like, "Yeah, Rick, I got somebody else here." Because typically the way it goes is Skywalker loves horror, loves horror movies. And I then, go to sleep to horror movies. Like, I love horror crazy. movies. I talk to VL about that all the time. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's the middle of the day. I'm like, I'm watching As Above, So Below. Like, that's, <laughs> that's that's I go too. to sleep to that. that like, that's a really good one, right? Stuff. It is. So yeah. cool. Horror movies can can dabble in spaces that it'll take away the love story. It'll take away all that stuff from right. you. And it'll just keep you in the horror story and let the story play out. That's why I really like... Uh, I know we're going to talk about it a different time, but that's why I really like Lovecraft Country, yeah. too, the way that yeah, they play that with horror time. tropes. Because, and, you know, even to bring it back to what Jordan mm-hmm. Peele does in movies, because, you know, life as a black I person mean, is terrifying in itself. That's no, like, I, I, I actually enjoyed Lovecraft. 
Like, yeah. and I'm that's not a, I'm not a super a horror one. guy, but like yeah. I watch Lovecraft. That's like light horror. I'm glad you watched that. Yeah, I it's like I like the history aspect of it mostly because I'm a history guy. It was more history than you horror. Know what I, I mean, can definitely so tell you that. yeah, because it yeah. was more history than horror. I was like, okay, I could rock with this. Yeah. I just don't like the horror movies that just do horror for no reason. Like it's just like yeah. we're gonna just scare the shit out like of you. Scream and like yeah. there's just there's just no point right. to it. No, yeah, there's. I don't like watching people just make dumb decisions. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, yeah. can't I, I dedicate two hours of you, my life to that. I like horror so much that I will watch a terrible horror movie just to watch them do the, you know, the the yeah. horror trope of like, he opens the cabinet in the mirror and you're waiting for I something. That. I hate you're those. Like, like, oh, what's that? Here, we, here we go again. What's like, that Geico commercial when it's like, this could be you and they're all, all right, let's go hide behind those chainsaws. No, like, we no. have to go hide back inside the house. Like, why don't we just get in the moving car? And they're like, no. no. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. But I it's love funny. I love scary movies. I love horror movies. But Hereditary is one of those, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but I can literally do her whole monologue when she's at the kitchen I mean, table. going back to... She needs an Oscar for that. Going back to Lovecraft, <laughs> one of the reasons I love Lovecraft is because Jordan Peele tapped in and he really brought his... His flavor to the soundtrack as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like there's music. One of the songs that stuck in my head was um the the cruel summer song. The Emma Till episode. Yeah. yeah. It's a cruel, cruel, mm-hmm. cruel, cruel summer. summer. That's yeah. a fire, yeah. fire yeah. placement right there. Yep. Yep. So like Smart. So, so stuff like that is just really cool. And I mean, uh one you mentioned earlier, Watchmen. Yep. I don't know who did the soundtrack to that, but it was spot on because yeah. I mean, one minute they're playing a future song. One minute they're playing some classical song from like the '60s or something, mm-hmm. some jazz song, and it's like, okay, that's it's. I mean, it's that, a good that kind of reminds me of Django too. I was just thinking about yeah. it, like when they yeah. had that Rick Ross song, was it yeah. Black Bands or whatever? When he was on the, horse, was on the horse, that was yeah. fire. That's I was why like, I like Spike Lee because Spike Lee is one of the earliest hip hop directors, like mm-hmm. from having you know. Uh, uh, Public Enemy in the videos yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, I feel like he was, you know, the dude who scored a lot of those movies in that time period. His name is uh, Terrence Blatcher. He's a jazz uh, artist. Mm-hmm. And he scored everything from Jungle Fever to to Barbershop, you know, yeah. for, for years and years and years. Yeah. And I feel like it's really dope when you can pull from both places. I feel like that will be the segue to having, like, a Pharrell do stuff like that because Absolutely. hip-hop is such a powerful medium that if we're talking about the black experience, that's why I like most Spike Lee movies is talking about experiences I can relate to. Mm-hmm. But you talk about the black experience, you got to pull in, you know, the current artists that are going on at the time. Especially sure. Like, that's how I got exposed to, uh, you know, uh, Do the Right Thing, Public yeah. Enemy. Like, that came yeah. out the year I was born. And I've always loved, those, they were, that's like a soundtrack to my life, like those mm-hmm. songs. My favorite movie is uh, Malcolm X. And the score to that, too, is just like, it's like a beautiful storyboard from from the the early like 1930s yeah. Yeah. going like the sound is amazing I still yet to watch that but it's on HBO Max bro that's yeah, that's the that's my favorite it. movie in life it. it's it's oh, okay i was going to i was going to ask you about that like is that your favorite movie of all time and your favorite soundtrack of all time or is your favorite soundtrack different from your favorite movie uh i'm going to just go ahead and say both it's probably my favorite soundtrack and my favorite movie nice. okay. because to this day I cannot hear Sam Cooke a change gonna come without mm. thinking about mm. that scene of Denzel before he goes into the Audubon yes. ballroom yeah. and you know the quintessential Spike Lee sh- shot when he's on the dolly and he's just going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. and the lady stops him and has that moment and prays over him and yeah. he's a Muslim and she's like Jesus will protect you and he knows like bro I'm I'm gonna die right now yeah. like that. <laughs> Really, Damn. always when I hear yeah. those songs, like put me into a space, and it added to my livelihood when I was that age. Like I grew up 
watching Spike Lee films and then mm-hmm. to grow up into like my adolescent years and I'm more into like gangster rap and stuff like that to see the emergence of people who embody the Spike Lee rhetoric like a like a Dave Chappelle or mm-hmm. a, a Aaron Magruder mm-hmm. with Boondocks yeah. or Kanye West, early Kanye West too, right. the way he would pull from that. Well, like, I'm it affected very me. surprised that he hasn't scored like, I know he scored his own short films, but he, I'm super surprised yeah. that he hasn't scored more major movies. I think he, don't he wanna, wants to do more He don't want to do a own. Pharrell deuce. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to go a different route than Pharrell. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a part of, like, all these companies telling him what to do. Like, he wants to do it, which is just his ego, really. Yeah. But that's that what movie makes coming Kanye out? Kanye. That, when's his movie coming out? The Jesus King movie. It was movie. supposed to come out already on Apple Music. Yeah, I want to see Um, that. But... Like he had already, he was gonna do another album with Jay Z. I mean, not Jay Z, Dr. Dre. Um, and he had a list of things, and then the whole he just dropped that song, presidential. Really, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole presidential thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like, him. yeah, it took his it took his focus off of where he was going artistically. Right. That he just went into this political realm of like that was already volatile, and it was yeah. like, fam, like wait on that yeah. and, exactly. and deliver the music that you need to deliver, mm-hmm. and then go into that. But I think. Yeah. What happened was is that when he realized that him putting out his art was still under the supervision of these companies and these billionaires, he he kind of got discouraged from putting out the art because mm-hmm. he's like, wait a minute. I, I just realized right now that I if I put this anything. out, that I don't own all of this. Yeah. So I need to focus on that. And that is probably a whole other beast of like figuring out yeah. that he was like, okay, well then what am I going to do in the meantime? Well, I'm going to try and right. run for president in the meantime while I figure all that out. Some well, people got some, the capacity to do yeah. different things. Keep some relevant at yeah. least, but yeah. I yeah. mean, to what cost? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I would... I do have a question for you, Cam. Yeah. Um, what uh, what would you what like franchise or um, you know, original kind of movie or anything like that would you want Ludwig to score? Now that you've kind of heard what Ludwig Gorson has brought, Lude, young Lude, young Wiggy, uh, what he's brought to <laughs> Mister <laughs> Wig, the Wig, the Wig himself. The wig. You know what? What kind of movie franchise do you think he would? Or he would movie, do well genre in? In or movie, movie genre? Or movie genre? Like something that's already out, or something that I think needs to be made. Some, something that that you think needs to be made, or you know, maybe a property that like hasn't had. Like, yeah, or something he hasn't been a part yet. of yet. Yeah. Mm, you know, man, I think it would be cool to have him do like. I mean, since he's doing stuff like that, do do a Static Shock movie or something. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I like that. I get, yeah. Make I like me something. Like, put me in that space where, like that. you know, not only does it feel, because it's young enough to attach yeah. people to. Yeah. And again, that that's where, I don't know, that's just where I, I like to, I like movies that touch me in the space. I like right. movies that, uh, on that VR. I like right, movies that you. tickle me. No, <laughs> no, I like movies that really resonate with me. Uh, on a personal level. Yeah. That's why I said, like, my favorite is the Spike Lee films. And I was just yeah. looking right now, the dude who did uh, Malcolm X scored Jungle Fever, mm-hmm. Crooklyn, but even further, he did Next Friday, he did Barbershop, he mm-hmm. did... Okay. He did uh, Black Klansman, Five Bloods, Harriet... Black, Black Klansman. That's who I wanted to find out who did Black Klansman. But he's still stuck with Spike Lee. Yeah, he's still yeah, with Spike cool. Lee. Yeah, his name is Terrence. And he Pratt. did the Five cool. Bloods, too. So, so if I could hear Ludwig awesome. with Terrence... Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, oh, wow. and for a static shock, because yeah. I feel like that movie, you know, you're 
the 30 and over crowd who mm-hmm. watched Virgil Hawkins back in the day on, right. on Fox Kids mm-hmm. and the people who, you know, who have been enlightened by Black, Black Panther and Black mm-hmm. Lightning and other shows right. of the like. Like, I feel like if we were to be able to get that space, because mm-hmm. I feel like jazz medium, of course, is a black medium. Hip hop is yeah. a black medium. Yeah. And if you can merge both spaces in the world, I yeah. think yeah. it would be great. Yeah. And, and I think that that's not too far off because if Michael B. Jordan is going to be producing the Static Shock movie, See? which he Ooh. got announced for, oh, he's yeah. already worked he's with already Ludwig. Connected. Yeah, he's already connected with Ludwig. And if he's producing it, your job is to come up with what that is going to be like, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if they did the kind of something similar with Black Panther where they had a score that's specific, and then they had a soundtrack that was... I can picture that well. soundtrack being a good mixture of Into the Spider-Verse with Black Panther. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it has that subtle, lighthearted, young feel, mm-hmm. but it still has that that aggressiveness that the Black Panther soundtrack brought. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because the show itself, Static Shock was... Probably one of the most hip hop oh. shows. Lil um, Romeo was on it. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that's right. it was on Lil it. Romeo was Bad, on it. Like, Shaq was on it. Like, yeah. it was hella day, dude. Yeah. So they literally talking like, about the Lakers and stuff. Like, it's, it's very LA. Yeah. It made me feel like he was in LA. Like, that's yeah. what I, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. It did seem yeah. like that, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. You know, I know it's the DC universe. So, like, I don't know exactly where he is based, actually. They would um, have to be to, honest, but if they did it, to make it LA would be cool. If they did it in LA, because they, Static Shock does deal with gangs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, being in music, I know that gang and LA stuff run the music culture in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I feel like it could be a, a space to be in, mm-hmm. but it could be tricky too. But I, I would yeah. love to see, you know, we've watched Spider-Man. We watched the New York energy. Right. I heard you yeah. guys were speaking on um, with Miles Morales and the way they make it feel really yeah, in New York. Episode. Yeah, but I feel like if we were able to have a West Coast hero. Yes, yeah. yes. There Absolutely. is not a lot of West Coast heroes. There's, there's, I mean, there's not. I know Venom is in San Francisco. He's an anti-hero. So is Ant-Man. He's, yeah, he's an anti-hero. Yeah, that's... Know? So it's like, but we don't have like a West Coast black yeah, superhero, exactly. really. And like, they're just starting it with Miles. So actually, you know, it would be smart of them to to go that route with, yeah. with Static, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I'm with that. That would be hard. Yeah. It was based in like South Central or something like that. Yeah, mm. that'd be pretty cool. Oh my god, him I being mean, in LA would be cool because because you kind of got that taste with uh with Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh yeah, you Oakland. got close. You got close in Oakland. And, yeah. I, and I feel like it would also add like more to the whole Bang Baby thing. So like I don't know what they're gonna <laughs> yes, do yes. with um with uh like with the story of it. But if they follow what the show was and they had this whole Bang Baby thing that happened at the docks. Like, there are so many people that are in L.A. that are rich parts of L.A. that yeah. travel into the gang-related areas mm-hmm. that if they got caught in that and then you also have, like, villains, like, I'm thinking of the 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 fire dude, yeah. you know, but he's, like, now from the Hollywood Hills, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, like, that'd be crazy. With all, it'd be crazy. That'd be yeah. so tight. And this is the dichotomy of language, bang babies, and you're talking yes. about the, the juxtaposition of gang life yes. and you're trying to do something yeah. different like that. I mean, it writes itself. Like, I feel, rub, rubber band man, yeah, all that. come on. It'd like, be crazy, bro. You got the cool white homie yeah. who Cast us. The Our music like, needs to be in there. Our oh, music God. needs to be in there, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's working on Static Shock. So yeah, right we can now. get Ludwig and Terrence mm-hmm. to link up with uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a yeah. good one. And That's then I'm sure because it's LA, you're gonna see. You might see Schoolboy. You might see Kendrick. You never yeah. know. Like these yeah. are all, Kendrick's these are, gonna be in the Static Shock movie on, if yeah. it's in LA. That's yeah. for sure. Like That's it ha- it's gonna have to happen like that. And, and you might get Snoop. It could be in Inglewood too. There's a lot of there's really good Baby cinematic Inglewood infrastructure from mm-hmm. the wood, from dope, mm-hmm. from other yeah. films, and like that. 
people understand what insecure. they watch and when they watch exactly insecure. Mm-hmm. There's a people understand the language of an LA show. You yeah. just got to do it in a you know a sci-fi cinematic space. I think right. it'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that yeah. for sure. Is there a movie that you guys would want to see him score? Um, off top, I feel like as far as a genre is concerned, um. I feel like Ludwig would be really, really cool in like, a, a, honestly, in like a Pixar film, to be honest. Like if we can get something that's like animated, that's cool. like, like an animated yeah. Ludwig film, I, not Ludwig film, but like an animated <laughs> film that he yeah. would score. I think that would be really cool. Something, something that's like dynamic, though, because I don't want to dumb down what he brings yeah. where it's like these minimal yeah. sounds, but something that is like, I, I guess like the it would have to call for it. Like whatever the animated movie is would have to call for something to be big and dramatic mm-hmm. yeah. within their animation in order to really add yeah. to that. I Are mean, there any big action animated movies? Big Hero 6 is what I think mm-hmm. about. When mm-hmm. I, when I think of, uh, what was that movie? Angel something? The girl oh, with Anita. The, Battle Anita. Angel? Yeah, Battle Angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like something too. like Super that. Super serious, yeah. but... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could be just CGI because honestly, when it comes to CGI, I think, that probably Daft Punk had the best soundtrack for mm-hmm. Tron. Right. Like, I, I remember Ooh. that experience yeah. of being really in the good. theater and that bass hit, and I was like, yo, this is going to be insane right yeah. now. Like, was it, was, it was crazy. So they hit Word the nail game. on the head with that. Yeah. A movie that I would like to see him score, I've been watching them a lot recently because I'm waiting for the new one to come out, is uh, 007. Yeah. Ooh. To see Ludwig in a 007. Yeah. To see... Yeah. To see Ludwig in a 007 movie would be really, I feel like it's perfect. Because, I mean, it, I feel like it already has that feel with Tenet. Yeah. That same aesthetic yeah. and the same vibe that it would just fit perfectly. You yeah. Know? And I yeah. just, I love the music already for 007. Mm-hmm. And I, it probably won't be Daniel Craig more. It'll probably be no, a new. It'll be a new. I've heard Idris Elba rumors. Yeah. And, for the last few years, I've been hearing the, the Tom, Tom Hiddleston also yeah. is another mm-hmm. one that's being considered. Oh, that'd be a good one. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I do think that the 007 franchise needs to continue. And right. I know that, like, it will. D- Daniel I Craig has— I think it will. I think so, too. They have to now. You know, like, I don't I don't mind who they pick. Um, I just feel like that spy genre is something that's still, like, really, really cool to me. Like, I feel like we grew up during, like, when spies were like, yeah. yo, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. I just feel like that you can tell a lot of good stories when it comes to spies. People went from being spies to being an ops. It's way big. I mean, difference. it's crazy. Like big when I when I think of uh, kind of off time, when I think of 007, I don't think of Daniel Craig. I always think of Pierce Brosnan. One hundred percent. That's your that's a age well, bracket. I yeah. feel like he, he really embodied the spy, mm-hmm. you know, of like the debonair mixed with you know the the capability yeah. mixed with like because I feel like Daniel Craig, he's like. The, he's like the spy that you wouldn't know is the spy. Yeah. But like when you see Pierce Brosnan, you're like, that he's dude, a spy. he's a spy. Not only but that. You, but you can't prove it, you know, but it's like, he's a spy for sure. Not only that, yeah. he smashed Halle Berry. Damn. Lucky man. Damn. Lucky. <laughs> Not I, got, lucky. I got offended. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> that sounds racist to me. Oh, God. <laughs> what's racist? Oh, God. Yeah. What he, what's racist? What, uh, what feels racist? What, what is it racist? racist? Man. <laughs> It's crazy. Smashing Halle Berry. What? Stop saying that. That's I know, yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah, well, you know. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Another yeah. like a, for real, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Um, another like hip hop artist 
which I feel like dabbled into it, which is interesting, is Future with Superfly. Like mm. him doing he the did. new Superfly and like him being a part of that. Did you like, notice that wave of artists doing that in that time? Yeah. From everybody followed behind Kendrick and then there's like uh, Beyonce did Lion King mm-hmm. and then Future was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. let me go ahead and get Superfly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the South and like Atlanta started being more involved in that because a lot of the movies are being yeah. shot in Atlanta. True. So yeah. you got like Atlanta's well, all the like studios East are Coast, there. Exactly. Yeah. They're like East Coast Hollywood now. Yeah. So like if Tara, they can uh, what's that? Which who? Tyler Perry's out there. Yeah, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Perry's yeah. out there. You know, so like grabbing more Atlanta artists to score these movies, I think, is like uh just a way that it's gonna go. Yeah. And um it's super interesting because Atlanta has been running the music industry and the movie industry for probably the past five years. The right? soundtrack is really hard too. I like that. Walk yeah. you can walk on Minx, but I like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. a I, you know y'all know I'm a future fan, so no, yeah. I feel Shout it. I feel it. But are you a Gucci fan? Or I, I am a fan? huge first of all, let me say this. Jeezy ain't been tight since Thug Motivation, like TM2. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a big Gucci fan because Gucci is an OG in the sense of like he's reinvented himself a few times. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the Gucci we have now is a big reinvention, but he also gave you Future, he gave you Thug, he mm-hmm. gave you Migos, mm-hmm. he gave you PB Longway, he gave mm-hmm. you like there's OJ tears. Juice yeah, man. OJ Juice Man. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, if we're gonna, don't get me talking about Gucci Man, I'm 1017 off top. Waka, he gave you Waka. Like, I almost lost my life at a Gucci and Waka show before. Really? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Tell us more about that. I, I was at Singers in San Bernardino. Yo, Singers was, turned into a Steelers bar and I got really upset. Is I remember it? It, and it's Steelers? closed down now. It's okay. right by my house. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I remember you, but okay, keep going. My bad. But yeah, Singers well, is Singer, shout out to Singer, shout out to uh, Big Mike. Uh, used to be over there, or I'm sorry, Big Mark. Big Mark used to throw shows over there. And Noah, even Noah could tell you, we used to do events back in the day. I used to be in a group. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, I went there. It was probably like my 21st, 22nd birthday. And this is around the same time that uh, I go hard in the paint, yeah, paint come right, out. Yeah. Damn, that was middle school for me. She was <laughs> baby. Stop young. talking to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell this kid to stop. The grown-ups are talking. For go real. Ahead. I'm talking about guns, man. <laughs> so I go to this event with my homie who had just got out of Iraq not too long ago because he went in 07. Uh-huh. Uh, so he had just got out and he, we loved Gucci, man. We loved Gucci and Jeezy because So Icy was the first song we heard. And I remember going to school and it was like a viral moment. The same way kids have viral moments like, have you heard, you know, Moo yeah, or something yeah. like that? I came to school like y'all heard. I'm so ice, yeah. so I all these girls excited. Like yeah, yeah. we were singing with that. With no ice, yeah, with no ice, and wearing. Uh, I was there in, in school when they banned the snowman shirt and stuff like that because yeah. they realized it was about yeah. cocaine. Yep. So <laughs> I couldn't wear my my Jeezy shirt, and I could wear my my Gucci stuff because it's a little bit different. Yeah. So we loved Gucci, we loved Jeezy back then. So I took him to the concert. I had a date with me too. I brought her too, nice. and I brought my brother and I brought my cousin. So we all go there. Walker shows up with Gucci. This is fat Gucci back then. Yeah. And uh lean Gucci. Yeah. This is when Gucci. Gucci, like the rare sighting of Gucci, because he's an out, he's putting out an album, he's gonna go back to prison in yeah. a short time. Yeah. And uh they he does hard in the paint twice. Oh my goodness. He does it once and it goes crazy. And then he does it again the second time and people start fighting. And then Gucci goes, Yeah, yeah, keep it gangster, keep it gangster. Yeah. And then you hear, then the mace starts going. You see the security guard start spraying yeah. the mace and then automatic weapons come out. Oh my goodness. And they shooting in stingers. Like I'm seeing, I see Damn. the. <laughs> so then my, my homie who's in the military, he goes into straight military mode. Oh, he's yeah. having PTSD at this moment. Yeah. Like he's like, he's using words I don't understand. Yeah. He's standing up against the wall talking about, like yeah. so, <laughs> so I'm oh, like I'm like Aaron, let's go. We have to leave. And the wow. girl that I'm with, 
she's she she wet behind the ears. She don't know what's going on yeah. either. So I'm like, I'm like, man. It's like, why did I go out with yeah. this gangster ass <laughs> So if you know Stingers, there's a uh there's a car wash right next to yeah. Stingers where people park. You know, Stingers didn't have a big parking lot. So you know, the car wash would let people park there it's too. It's a small commercial area, yeah. So I we parked, I don't even remember where I parked, honestly, because stuff was so crazy. We were, we weren't trying to get to the car. We were just trying to get away from mm-hmm. the place. So we ran to the car wash. And we're standing in the car wash. My military homie is gone. I have no idea where he is. He's looking for his brother, you know? And uh, this, the girl that I'm with, I'm not going to say her name, <laughs> but she's... You, she's going to air out? She, nah, she nah. Listening. She don't like me no more. <laughs> so I ain't going to say her name. It was name. bad too because back then, that used to be a dead-end street, right? Yes, yes. It used to be a dead-end street because there was a bridge there that got yeah. built. And yeah. there's no exit out. Only one way out. This is not the first time that there was a shooting there. Honestly, gotcha. like yeah. there was, a, you know, the mobile ne- station. All right that there, to that say a, that there's yeah. an exit the other way now because yeah, of shit because like of that. that. Because they're months before, there, yeah, exactly. You okay. got to the the mobile station. There'd be a shooting at the mobile station after the club shut down. It was, okay. like, it was like that. So this particular night, we run into the side. We go to the parking garage, and a car pulls up, and he's like, "Come on, let's go, let's go. We'll get out. We'll get away." Da, da, da. And the the girl that I'm with gets up. And jumps inside the car. And I'm like, get your ass out that car. <laughs> and as, as she gets out the car, the car skirts off the lot. And as they skirt off the lot, automatic weapon out the window. Gah, 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 gah. So oh then we, I hopped the fence to the Motel 6. I cut my hand. And then I remember the security guard telling me, you hop the fence. You better go back over the fence. You're trespassing. I'm like, you don't see, you don't hear the, the guns ringing yeah. off. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that was a Gucci and Walker show. The only time that they've been in San Bernardino, I almost died. But I love Gucci Man still to this day. <laughs> Damn. He, five, he, five he gave minutes. you your stripes. I mean, I already had a couple, but he gave me some more. All so, right. There, there yeah. you go. There that you happened go. five minutes from my house, and I was I haven't even gone through puberty yet. I didn't my even man know. Was sleep. My man was asleep. I was in bed by 8 p.m. Had your thumb in your mouth. <laughs> bedtime. Sincere was in But yeah, I love Jeezy. Love Walker. I would love to hear, you know, it would be dope to hear Jeezy in, in a space where if you're making more movies about the South, have somebody oh, like yeah. him. Like yeah. Gucci, yeah. who is a, you know, he's an OG in the sense that he's given a lot, uh, given the world a lot mm-hmm. of sounds, a lot of artists who really hold him as like their example. If you listen to Thug and stuff like that, even on yeah. Thug's last album, he's like, I can never do nothing with Jeezy and I plan on dying like this because he repped wow. so hard for Gucci. And I feel like I would love to hear Gucci, even in the space that he's in now, you know, skinny Gucci or whatever, the right. Gucci, healthy yeah. Gucci that we have now. Clone. Clone. Be, yeah, clone Gucci. Clone. It'd be really dope. To, <laughs> it'd be really dope to see him put his, his ear and his mind and his ability to a movie. That would be I so... Agree. Or give me a Gucci movie. I don't know if y'all read Gucci's book. I haven't. That book is crazy, and it would even it would be dope to, especially after that versus. Yeah, it would be dope to, for the people who don't know to see Gucci's life story play out and see how yeah. and why there is this animosity between yeah. Young Jeezy and and Gucci Man. Like, so tell me about the verses now, since you know so much about about Gucci's life yeah. and and that that kind of background. How do you feel seeing them do this versus? Did you anticipate what was going to happen? Did you kind of like were you taken aback? Like I was. I first thought that it could never happen because <laughs> yeah. even months before yeah. it, it happened, because it was supposed to be T.I. and Jeezy. Yeah. And they had interviews with, with Gucci, him saying, like, I, w- I would never. Yeah. Like, I had to, like, you know. I, like, I won't even be in the same room. The fact of the thing. matter is, Jeezy tried to set up Gucci, mm-hmm. and he put a hit out on Gucci on his chain. Mm-hmm. He said, anybody come get me this chain, I got 10 bands for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody did that in San Bernardino today, my head would be gone mm-hmm. if they decided. Mm-hmm. And he put that on Gucci. Mm-hmm. Give me and that 3 3 f- necklace. You feel? Oh, 
God, don't even say Bro. that. Don't even give them yeah. that idea. <laughs> gotta, yeah. We got to bleep that out. I live in the Dino. Don't even. Man, that's, that's, that's out the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that, edit but, that one out. But, <laughs> Cam looks at the These children, <laughs> they keep talking. But that's what Jeezy, that's, uh, before I go further, that's, that's what Jeezy tried to do right, in yeah. the battle. The yeah. kids, but, but, so he put out this hit on, on Gucci to get mm-hmm. this chain. Mm-hmm. And this rapper named, uh, his, his name is uh, Pookie. Mm-hmm. Pookie Pack was his name at the okay. time. Him and five other people set him, G, uh, Gucci up in a hotel room with this girl and they all ran in and Gucci got a weapon and killed that guy Pookie who tried to rob him who mm-hmm. was a friend or related to Jeezy. Okay. So Gucci always knew that this happened because of Jeezy mm-hmm. and he since then put out songs called uh, The Truth that came out after that yeah. and they originally had beef because it's so icy. The royalties of So Icy where they they were the you know that video came on BET mm-hmm. they were together. It was Jeezy Gucci looking like how he looks now, but really younger, mm-hmm. and this really fat guy who's the sing- the the singer on the hook, mm-hmm. and uh, that you know they, that's how the beef started. But then it got even worse because Jeezy or Gucci had to kill this person, mm-hmm. and then that was in turn Jeezy's homeboy. Mm-hmm. So over the last fifteen years, Gucci has rightfully so, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, called out Jeezy all the time, talking about I buried your homeboy, come dig him up because after he killed him, he buried him there. That's the, how the legend goes. Oh, but, shit. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's in the you know, hotel room. That's just how the legend goes. That he buried, he buried <laughs> him, put him in the dirt. He talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw Gucci talking to Charlemagne. He's like, no, nah, I put him in the dirt where he's supposed to be. Yeah. And he was like, oh, is that the old Gucci coming out? He's like, no, nah, like I'm defending myself. Yeah. So I feel like that's just now I'm getting to a space. That this is just my opinion yeah. because during the battle, which is in my opinion, this is the first verses that was at an actual battle. Yeah. Like now, I feel like they should revamp verses and be like, yo, give me all the street beefs. Yeah. That I that I always wanted to see yeah. play play out. Like yeah. I want to see I want to see Ja Rule and Fifty play, right. you know, or Ja yeah. Rule or Fifty in game even yeah. or whatever. But when Jeezy tried to make it, not try, he Jeezy had a moral victory because my mm. my adult self can say yes, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You guys are the head of the culture of this trap music that we all love to this day. T.I. being an extension of that, Lil Wayne and, and stuff like that. But yeah. Gucci and Jeezy are the trap guys. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I grew up listening to Trap Bag, tra- uh, Trap House 3, all, you know, Gucci's all, all stuff, stuff. Uh, yeah. Thug Motivation 101. Like, I love that music. I grew up to that music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understood what he was trying to say in reference to Pop Smoke losing his life over gun violence and and King, King Von, Von and, and Mo3 and, and so many other artists who have lost their life to gun violence, you know, probably live in the same way that we've heard throughout this music. Yeah. I get I get the the moral victory, but it's hard to have moral ground to stand on yeah. when you're the reason this situation yeah. occurred and, in the and, first and place. And I feel like that, that was one of the things that, that wasn't mentioned. And I don't know if there's like a statute of limitations or like some sort of like admittance to like yeah. what's going on, why he didn't say that. But I feel like that's, that's something that I feel like Gucci could have said nah. and been like, but they didn't, you know. It was just kind of like, kind of like this thing, and Jeezy wanted to take the moral high ground. But I think what Gucci ultimately wanted to do, which made it okay for him to accept what was going on, because disrespect him. Oh yeah, like he was like, I need you to hear this stuff live. Yeah, like I need to rap this live. And one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting was that Gucci owns all of his masters, so he was able to play the songs from a from a music business perspective. Because versus, you know, like it still counts as a venue. It still counts as a performance. Right. You still get royalties from yeah, it and things yeah. like that. And that's why the labels are are involved in letting it happen because they're getting money for it. Yeah. You know, and with Gucci, it was like he doesn't owe anybody anything. So no. he was able to play it 
his records first and second verses and all kinds of oh, stuff yeah. at whatever point. But Jeezy only got to play the 90 seconds of the record yeah. because yeah. he was only playing late, TM1, TM2. Exactly. Of old, because of label, you know, obligations, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting too. So like when Jeezy was like, oh, you know, I got, I got, uh, uh, what is it called? Real estate. I just feel like with the whole master's conversation when it comes to music right now, Gucci could have been that person to be like, but do you own your masters though? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, you, do you own the things that made you? I feel like what Gucci held are? back in so many ways. He could have called him out. I, I like that Gucci didn't say anything after he made that moral moment. And it seemed like he low-key like wrote it out because he just used it as a segue into his next song. But also Gucci started off with two disc records, right? Like brand new. Hit- no, those are not new. Those, those are old. Are That's oh, an okay. old song. Mm-hmm. That right. this is the first round of Jeezy Gucci. Like that started. A long time ago. And okay. I feel like it's dope, too, because you can look at... This is like a mainstream artist versus an independent artist. Mm-hmm. Like, Gucci is an independent artist in a sense, and he's put his own money up from right. the things that he did. If you read his book, he talks about all of that. Mm-hmm. But he, he gave us a lot of the things that we like in the sense of, like, QC and all that. That's yeah. all a stem off of Gucci. They started working with Gucci first, had beef with Gucci, got back with Gucci, and then he gave them these artists. And, you know, in the book, he talks about giving Migos their first real chain and watching them on the security camera take off their fake chains and throwing them in trash mm-hmm. as they're walking out. Like, mm-hmm. because that's the history that he has. Jeezy doesn't have that so much of a history. He, ha- he has a lot of hit or misses in the sense of, like, being a boss and putting other people in mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. He tried to do it with Nipsey and, and, he, and he missed. He tried to do it with YG and he missed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, in the sense that, you know, the, there's a difference between these artists. Jeezy is a mainstream artist. He's been mainstream since we first seen him he was standing next to Puff Daddy with yeah. Boys in the Hood Boys in the and then he had Thug Motivation uh, 101 and Trap Back uh, mm-hmm. the first uh, or Trap or Die was his first project mm-hmm. then Thug Motivation but I feel like that in itself this history that we talking about could be yeah. a movie yeah. because Jeezy and Gucci I feel like me personally this is my opinion again I feel like Gucci Man movie should happen mm-hmm. based on that book right. based on his reinvention that yeah. would be an amazing film yeah, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might as well do it while he's still alive instead yeah. of waiting. Yeah, yeah. Waiting I, I agree with that yeah. too. And and yeah, I think that that's just a perfect segue because I feel like with hip hop being more prevalent in movies, you're eventually going to have to start getting involved in these stories. You know, like we we got N.W.A., we got you know Straight Outta Compton, things like that. But um, it's I think that a lot of the movie uh people. They they don't know what was going on. It's a little yeah. bit too real for them. Mm-hmm. So now that hip hop's getting involved, you're gonna have to take all of it, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. I think that some of this is gonna have to be be involved in this and to like to think about Gucci Man from everything that he's done to start scoring the movie like that he's done or scoring more Southern oh, yeah. movies, I think is super crazy. Super Some crazy. of the biggest artists that we love have crossed over into pop culture because of their appearance in movies. From yeah. Ice, Ice Cube being a blueprint for that, Emin, even Eminem, 50 yeah. Cent. Yeah. Like, these are artists who, you know, Crush Groove, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I knew I knew the origins of hip-hop because I watched Crush Groove and they highlighted the people who were there at the start of it. And awesome. it's them in it. So yeah. I feel like it would be important, not only if we don't get Gucci to score, but him to be in a movie mm-hmm. where the sound itself is telling that story. If we can get a Gucci man and a Ludwig on the same kind of situation and <laughs> him to tell him this story, because yeah. then you got Zaytoven, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's crazy on the keys to be able to tell this story. And he's yeah. been the producer from the start. Yeah, And Zaytoven's from Oakland originally too. Mm-hmm. Like he's, Interesting. So I feel like there's so much real estate if we're playing with Jesus' words yeah. there's so much real estate that could be made on a play for 
a, a movie universe for a lot of our hip hop artists. Yeah. Like, we're still waiting yeah. for a good Kid Mad City movie. For sure. You know, like for these sure. some of these albums could could be great feature films in their yeah. own right. And right. I think that that's just kind of where we're going with hip hop is that a lot of these cinematic albums, like how you were saying, and and artists are now they they know that music isn't where it stops. You know, they have to take it to and elevate it into these levels. And as hip hop becomes pop culture and is involved in these movies, um, you know, movie studios are going to start opening up to people um, who come from a certain you know culture, who come from a certain yeah. way of life into, you know, doing these things together. And I think that that's really what um, what this, what we're seeing open kind of in front of us. You know, they usually start off with the people that are a little bit more um, groomable, you know, before it gets into crazy things. But you have, like, Pharrell and Ludwig. Like, he's, what's cool about Ludwig is that, like, um, Skywalker Mike was just telling me that he's working on his own album right now. Mm-hmm which I think is really, really cool that he's, like, going to come out with his own album. He kind of did the reverse route. It's like, I'm, I'm helping people make their albums. They don't really know about me. Then I'm going to make these scores for this mm. movie, get that popularity, and now I'm going to make that album. And I think that yeah. movies and music are always going to be relative, and that's why we like to do this podcast, you yeah. know, Soundflip, yeah. because it really highlights how that is relative and, and, and how pop culture is all involved in that. And, like, yeah, we dive into some of the history, but I think – getting into where the current space is and where it's going is something that um, is just really cool for us to talk about and to tell. And I would just like to thank you, Cam Gnarly, for for coming through and, oh, and, um, and you know, telling yeah. some of your own personal stories, some of the movies that you like, yeah. and just, and, you know, being, being a part of this conversation. Um, I think we're going to go th- with our referrals segment right now, just real quick. Yeah, and it's then, like uh, a soundtrack. Yeah, let's just soundtrack. So, oh, soundtrack, soundtrack referrals. Yeah, so okay, whenever we do referrals, referrals, Cam, we just give the viewers something to listen to, whether it be new, old, the or something listeners. that resonates. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll start off. The all not, uh, we kind of talked about it earlier in the pod, but mm. the Grinch soundtrack that Tyler the Creator produced. Um, go listen to that. It's technically a five-song EP. Perfect timing curated, right now, too. Perfect timing because Christmas is coming up. There you go. You know your boy loves Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, be sure to go tap in on that. <laughs> a favorite song on there is Lights On. Be sure to peep that. All Man. right, for sure. Cool. For me, I, I referred it last episode as just go watch the show is The Mandalorian. But you can legit go to Apple Music. And if you're into that type of thing, you can listen to every song on every episode of the Mandalorian or like the the transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um I mean I, I love I love listening to stuff like that. So yeah. That's on Apple Music. Uh, just search Ludwig and I mean you find everything from Venom to Tenet to the Mando, um, you know, all that stuff that he's done. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Into the Spider Verse uh that came out uh two years ago. Um that soundtrack is just so good and it's and it's more of a collection of songs that make up the score, which I thought was very unique. It it plays like an album, but you can also know, like, notice with every song what point. Of, yeah, exactly. Where in the movie like, it where is. Where in the movie it was yeah, kind of happening mm-hmm. and, like, where that's going. And I think that that's really cool. It's something that Kendrick uh, did well with the Black Panther soundtrack. Right, the attention it's, to detail. And something that I hope will continue so that it can pave a lane for a lot of... Um, uh, upcoming artists, independent artists to get into that realm and uh, up their popularity as well. I would go <clears throat> just segue off of you because Christmas time and 
this is one of my mother's favorite soundtracks. Mm. The Preacher's Wife soundtrack by Whitney Houston mm. for the Denzel movie. And again, you know, I like Denzel because, yeah. you know, and my step, I guess my like side Denzel? piece would say, listen to this, the actual soundtrack. You can listen to the soundtrack for Malcolm X, the entire uh, score mm. right. of it on Apple Music. But if you want to hear a good holiday soundtrack by the late, great Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. that's an amazing, Perfect amazing, amazing One of the greatest soundtrack. singers of all time. Yeah. It's a great one. Preacher's Wife. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Cam Gnarly, for joining us. And thank you for all the listeners. This has been episode 36 of the Sound Flick Podcast. You're... Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, SoundFlick Pod. Um, we're going to be uh, giving you guys some more updates. We're going to have some more visuals soon, so make sure and check out our YouTube episodes. We have an outdoor episode, and we also have a Halloween special episode for some of you guys who like to get spooky during the holidays. Spooky. You can definitely uh, continue to check still that out. Spooky time. It's spooky. Still spooky time. It's always spooky, spooky time with spooky these guys. It's all time. Man, I'm about to go watch a scary movie right now. <laughs> Wait, Cam, do you have a song that you want to outro the, the pod with we usually like asking our guests if they like to play a song at the end oh man uh a change gonna come sam cook play that all right all right a change gonna come that. all right we're we gonna try and do that change um hopefully come. we don't get you know dinged or, yeah, or hit yeah. or hit by any if we don't we're gonna play like a cam gnarly song if we, <laughs> or if just play a cam gnarly song so, yeah you know simple as that but a change gonna come hopefully you guys are checking it out right now and i'm not wrong with this outro um but uh we appreciate everybody um, take care. Happy holidays. Peace out. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Cause I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know. Change gonna come